Hi there, and thanks for checking out another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. Today we have a homily for Sunday, April 25th, 2021, which is the fourth Sunday in the season of Easter, and often called Good Shepherd Sunday. Before we get to the homily, let's hear a reading from John's Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away, because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of Christ May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you ever heard an expression that made you raise an eyebrow? Knock yourself out. As fit as a butcher's dog. Or how about the opposite of something that is homemade is something that is store-bought. The ever-famous, she means well, bless her heart. In context, these sayings function as a kind of shorthand communicating a deeper meaning quickly. Expressions like these change from generation to generation, and often from region to region. And, if you're from away, it can take quite a while to understand what is being said. When Jesus taught, he often used everyday examples to help better communicate a difficult concept. He chose metaphors that were familiar to his listeners and that they would understand. Some of those metaphors might be a little less familiar to those of us who study his teachings now, 2,000 years later and half a world away. While the analogies may be less familiar, the deeper truths being communicated remain profound. In our Gospel reading for today, Jesus uses a shepherd and sheep analogy to describe his relationship nurturing those who follow him. In contrast, Jesus says that he is not like a hired hand who abandons the sheep at the first sign of trouble. He goes on to say that there are those who are not currently part of this fold, but that he plans to make them a part of the larger flock, so that there will be one flock and one shepherd. But what was the purpose of this teaching? What was Jesus really trying to get at here? Like many things, context tells us a lot. 
Today's reading from John's Gospel is the continuation of a conflict between Jesus and some of the religious leaders of his day. The story began when Jesus encountered a man whose blindness had forced him to beg at the side of the road. Jesus had compassion for the man and restored vision to his sightless eyes. The religious leaders responded by launching an inquiry into whether the man had really been blind at all, exactly how the healing had occurred, and whether it was true that the miracle had been performed on the Sabbath. Eventually, they excommunicated the man from participation in the life of the religious community. After the authorities had shunned the man, Jesus found him and welcomed him as one of his own followers. To use the language of John 10, Jesus received this man as one of his own sheep. The man born blind received not only physical sight, but also spiritual sight. In turn, Jesus told his powerful opponents that although they may have had physical sight, they remained spiritually blind to those things which mattered most. This is where our reading for today picks up. It is in this context that Jesus uses contrasting images of the true good shepherd on the one hand, and on the other hand he compares his opposition to thieves and bandits. They do not have the best interests of the sheep at heart. They steal, kill, and destroy, while Jesus serves as the shepherd of the sheep, offering safety, security, and abundant life. Jesus then takes things even further when he says, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. Keep in mind that Jesus was speaking to an entirely Jewish audience. Being a part of God's chosen people had been a part of their sense of national identity for centuries. It was the nation of Israel that had received the Ten Commandments from God through Moses. It was Israel that God had delivered from slavery. It was Israel that God spoke to through the prophets. And it was Israel to whom God had promised a Messiah. And now, Jesus was talking about including sheep that did not belong to the flock of Israel, that these other sheep would worship God alongside God's chosen people, that these other sheep would worship God alongside God's chosen people. This story began with a blind man's vision being restored. It was one compassionate and miraculous act performed by someone with a reputation for compassionate and miraculous acts. It quickly became much more than one single act. It escalated from a miraculous physical restoration through an interrogation into what amounted to an excommunication of the man whose sight had been restored. At its core, this story revolves around two significant issues. The first major theme at play is the question of Jesus' authority to perform this miracle, particularly on the Sabbath. 
Was the priority expressing compassion and granting sight to a man who had been born blind? Or was the technical observation of religious legal imperatives around Sabbath laws more pressing? Jesus did not deny the importance of Sabbath observance, but his words and actions tell us that it was not his highest priority. He once told a group of Pharisees that the Sabbath was made to serve people. We were not made to serve the Sabbath. When asked which of God's laws was most important, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important and the first on any list. But there is a second to set alongside it. Love others as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophet hangs from these two pegs. We begin to see that love and compassion eclipse legalistic observances of religious codes. The second major theme in this story is that of inclusion. Jesus had just accused a group of religious leaders of being spiritually blind and unable to see God at work in the world around them. He then compared those same religious leaders to a hired hand who abandons those who have been entrusted to their care. Jesus didn't stop after criticizing the religious elite. Oh no, he went on to say that there were those who do not currently belong to this flock who must be brought in and so fully integrated that there would be only one flock and one shepherd. Once this joining took place, there would be no difference between those who were originally in the fold and those who had come in later. There was no hierarchy based on seniority. This second theme of inclusion challenged accepted norms around who was in and who was out. It also called into question how that decision was made and by whom. Jesus was directly challenging the religious establishment's authority to decide who was part of the flock and who was not. Furthermore, admission to the community was no longer based on the ability to observe a religious legal code, nor was it based on the person's merits. All were invited and welcomed equally. The only admission exam was whether or not an individual was willing to accept the invitation to encounter God and to enter into the faith community. So what does this text say to us today? First and foremost, we can take comfort in Christ's care and compassion for us. The sacrificial nature of that love is most clearly evident as we continue to celebrate the Easter season. We are invited into an ever deeper relationship with the resurrected Christ, offering us spiritual intimacy, nourishment, and protection. Just as Christ restored physical sight to the blind man, we are offered spiritual sight and restoration. We are also invited to consider who has already been welcomed into the safety of the fold and who remains outside. 
Who are the other sheep that Jesus spoke about? When John's gospel was written, it was the Gentiles who were excluded and had yet to become a full part of the Christian community. But who are these excluded people in our modern day, in our communities and neighborhoods? One author put it this way, John's gospel makes it clear that the body of Christ is incomplete. There are many who have not yet come to a knowledge of Christ and therefore have not taken their place in the beloved community under the sovereignty of Christ. How eager are we to seek out and welcome others into our midst? Do we share Christ's passion for the spiritual welfare of other people? Do we go out of our way to seek out those in need of spiritual restoration and healing? Today we see Jesus painting a picture of the faith community being like a safe haven where people are spiritually nourished and restored to health and safety. Those of us who are part of that community and who have experienced that kind of care are encouraged to find ways to offer it to others who are in need. Let's pray. Good Shepherd of the sheep, by whom the lost are sought and guided into the fold, feed us and we will be satisfied. Heal us and we will be whole. And lead us so that we may be with you, with the Father, and with the Holy Spirit, where you reign, one God, forever and ever. Amen.